Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 Karen, you welcome to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is uber cool, quintessential live tracks. So albums that have been made, that have just been incredibly important to music and have gotten famous, even more famous than their more studio versions in a lot of cases. And joining me is Santi Murta, who, oh my God, tell me your title now. You're very fancy. It is a title that I'm very uncomfortable with, but I am the VP of technology at Open Doors. Santi, you are very into music, and you I've always known you to be into Maiden and all these things which we're going to talk about. Uh, why did you choose live albums? I've always liked them as a kid, you know, and funny enough, I don't have any tracks from it, but one of my first albums was The Queen at Wembley, and, and I've always enjoyed, it, you know, seeing live bands, just seeing, you know, how they do outside the studio, how they get the crowds going, and uh, I think we had a pretty, pretty fun list to, to go over today. I love the song that we are kicking it off with um, because it is so iconic. It's just so in the pop culture. And that's Jimi Hendrix version of Fire from Woodstock in 1969. That's the one. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Woodstock, you know, 69. And I believe it was July of 69 when that, uh, when that was recorded. Uh, Hendrix was in a weird state at that time with his band because it was right in between switching from the Jimi Hendrix experience to Band of Gypsies. So he has a couple of members from his old band and a couple of members from what would eventually become uh, Band of Gypsies, which was his last album before before he passed. So I think he called that band the Gypsy Sons and Rainbows. I believe he mentions <laughs> it on the album at a certain, on the live recording at a certain point. But yeah, great, great version, great song to, to kick off the playlist. Well, and it's interesting, Jimi Hendrix, he was the highest paid performer around at that time and took a huge pay cut to do Woodstock and he was supposed to play at like midnight on Sunday but he moved his set to the Monday morning set he played at 8 a.m Monday closed the show and you know for a festival that had had what like 400 500,000 people something crazy there there was only 30 or 40,000 people still left because people had started going home and they missed this iconic Jimi Hendrix 8 a.m. moment at Woodstock. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the the last of it. Yeah, he closed it. He wanted to close the show. So he did it at 8 a.m. Monday morning. Just the same time all of us are just at our peak artistry, 8 a.m. Monday Absolutely. morning. <laughs> kind of to go back to what you were talking about, how he was between bands. It was the first time he had played with some of these guys. Yeah, I think yeah, Mitch Mitchell who eventually became the uh, no, sorry, Billy Cox was eventually the 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 bass player for for Band of Gypsies. Uh, was the first time he was playing with him, and then obviously the drummer for Band of Gypsies was actually an Omaha native. Where you know they recorded the you know the Band of Gypsies album uh, New Year's Day of 1970, right before uh, he passed away. Wow, that's crazy. All right, let's do Jimi Hendrix Fire from Woodstock. This is from 1969. It's the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. All right, baby, listen here now for the last time. You don't care for me, I don't care about that. You're not a new fool, I'm not the like that. I only want to itch and desire. Let me stand next to you. Listen here, baby. Let's step back so damn crazy. Hey, your mama ain't home and ain't mama, son. Come play with me and you won't get burned. I've only wanna itch in his eye. Let me stand next to you. Oh, let me stand. I ain't gonna give you too much charm. Take 
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is iconic live album tracks, and I'm with Santiago Murtaugh, who is the VP of Technology at Open Doors. Is that right? Did I get it? Uh, you got it. Woohoo! And we are talking about uh, iconic live tracks. You just heard Motorhead Overkill from No Sleep Till Hammersmith. That one came out in 1980. Um is there anyone more physically attractive than Lemmy? Does that exist? Oh, man, that, that, that hairy wall <laughs> gets me every time. Motorhead formed in 75. Um, what got you into Motorhead? Oh, gosh. I mean, well, obviously, everyone's heard of the Ace of, you know, Ace of Spades from the from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtracks. <laughs> me, who, who didn't play that game uh, back in the day? Uh, Overkill, super fun song, though. Um, a lot of people cite it as one of the first uses of the the double bass you know that the 16th note double bass that that's used in metal throughout uh this is one of the very early examples uh where that happened so yeah that you know that's why that what that's why i picked this song instead of you know something like uh you know ace of spades or something more uh better known from from motorhead but yeah this is a great live album it's all fast and loud and you know it's motorhead quintessential motorhead they are prolific. I mean, they were before Lemmy passed away. They released 22 studio albums. They did a lot of live albums, 10 of them, in fact. But uh, No Sleep Till Hammersmith was their first live album that they put out back in 81. So that was a good track. Moving on to some just some classic blues rock in the Rolling Stones. What is your take on the Rolling Stones? I know it's, it's divisive, Beatles, Rolling Stones, who um, do you like all of them? Can you take some of them or leave them? Gosh, I've I've always been a Stones person, uh, for sure. Especially that that era, the era that begins right here with, with "Get Your Yayas Out." That's when when Mick Taylor joined the Stones. So the the kind of the the '69 through '74 uh, years of the of the Rolling Stones, right before uh, Ronnie Wood joined the Stones. Uh, that's really my my favorite era, you know. With uh, obviously starts starts with the, with this live album. So obviously nothing that that Mick Taylor got to record, but. Uh, Let It Bleed, Exile Main Street, Sticky Fingers, Ghost Head Soup, and I think the last one that he did was It's Only Rock and Roll, so that entire era was by far my favorite of Do the Do you Stones. tap out on 80s Stones? Yeah, I just had a whole undercover of the night I could do without, for sure. <laughs> uh, but but that that era, for sure, is my my favorite. The Rolling Stones were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1989, which makes sense. I mean, they're, they're they're just undeniable, and there's so many undeniable bands you have on this list. But I love this choice because you picked Street Fighting Man. Why? Uh, gosh, I, I love this song. One of the first albums I got of the Stones is actually a, a skull, an album that a lot of people have heard. It's called Stripped, and it's all acoustic uh, live recorded songs from, like, 95 and this is the the opening track for for that album and then you know just started looping back you know this or the the song originally came out it's uh track one on side two of beggar's banquet i believe it, it's such a fun song such a great song it has the the intro you know typical keith you know big uh rhythm guitar type stuff watching an interview with one of the guys that that owns the the hard rock hotels and in in cafes and they actually have the guitar that charlie watts is holding in the cover of get your yayas out so it's actually kind of cool that's awesome i also really liked that they that the stones recorded this one in uh, only two places a lot of live albums are recorded in many many places and then compiled it together but this one was just recorded two places new york city and baltimore Let's do it. It is the Rolling Stones Street Fighting Man from Get Your Yaya's Out in 1969 on the mixtape live albums. <laughs>
Welcome back to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is all about iconic and essential live albums and tracks from those albums. And I'm with Santiago Murta, who is the VP of Technology at Open Doors in Lincoln. Uh, he and I have been friends for a good long time and uh, like to talk about music. There's a lot of our musical taste that doesn't cross over in the Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. The, the overlap is, is, is pretty small. It is. But live albums is in there. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, we just heard Kiss Strutter from Alive, one of the best live albums ever recorded. Love that you picked that one. I mean, they did live albums very early. I think uh, Alive came out right after, it was like after three studio albums. And uh, and for Kiss, you know, they needed to do, I think Kiss really shines uh, on stage, right? They're, they're so much better live. You know, obviously this is 1975, so this is right before... Destroyer came out, which had a ton of great songs. So, you know, nothing in, in Alive that, that will have, you know, Detroit Rock City, none of those songs are on this album, but it's still pretty great. Obviously, we Strutter, Rock and Roll All Night, a ton of great songs in Alive. And then, obviously, they released Alive 2 and 3 uh, to, to squeeze in all those songs from Destroyer in a, in a live setting. Of course, people know Kiss, but it's Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Peter Chris, Ace Freely. Who's your favorite member of Kiss? Uh, I'm, I'm a Gene guy. I'm a, you know, I play the bass, so I, I am a Gene guy. I love it. I, I too play the bass, but I, I don't know. I've always had something for Ace Freely. Kiss is like, uh, I don't know, like a boy band for dudes. Like you can really pick, pick your character and kind of go to that place. And the, the face painting, it hasn't been done as well since. Sorry, Insane Clown Posse. No, I really, I mean, the, you know, Space Ace was great for sure. I alluded to this before because there is always this, when you talk about music with people, you end up talking about the Beatles, the Who, the Stones, uh, some very important bands. The Beatles are not on this list today, but the Stones we've already heard from, and the Who is now. So I love the Who. They're probably my favorite out of those three because I have a much more punk rock streak in me, and I think as does the Who. So you chose the Who. I can't explain from Live at Leeds. I did, yeah. Live at Leeds. You know, when when you think of iconic live albums, I think Live at Leeds is probably number one, top three. Such a great album, Live. Uh, it was hard to pick a song to be honest, because you know they they do the typical Who thing where. The, the songs go on and on forever and they destroy the stage. I really wanted to pick uh, My Generation because it sounds so great on the album for uh, brevity, I suppose. I uh, can explain. Also a great tune. Uh, obviously, The Who at its best. Keith Moon's still alive and um, John Entwistle. Great rhythm section. They're definitely a part of kind of a cadre of bands where people know every member of the band. People know Keith Moon. People know uh, Pete Townsend. You know what I mean? There's not a ton of bands that have that kind of recognition. And we, we have to give the Who props for just like popularizing the Marshall stack and these big giant PA systems that pe people weren't doing it that way. 
Oh, they were, yeah, without a, they were one of the loudest bands. Yeah, the, eventually the Marshall stacks didn't become enough, and that's when uh, uh, the Hiwa amps started coming out. Uh, and again, you know, go as loud as they possibly would, would go. Hiwats were known for being really clean amps, relatively speaking, uh, but still cranked up and, and, you know, distorting. You know, you, you, don't, you hear the distorted amps throughout this entire album. In uh, in that that speaks to to the volume, the stage volume that the Who had, and probably why uh, half of them are deaf by now. <laughs> well, I have to appreciate that they recorded this live album at the University of Leeds, and I know that they had tried to get a couple of takes of it, and it wasn't working, and they kind of had one last try at it, and it was at this University of Leeds show. So let's do. I can't explain. This is live at Leeds from the Who on the mixtape. Oh, my God. 
93.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is Essential Live Albums. And I'm with Santiago Murta, who is a good friend and uh, also the VP of Technology at Open Doors, because I think part of the cool thing about this show is showing like professional, rad people that also love certain kinds of music that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to love. And you are a metal guy. I am a self-described closet metalhead, for sure. <laughs> You like lots of different kinds of music. I don't mean to pigeonhole. For sure, you. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. But, but yeah, metal, uh, metal's out there for me. I am a metalhead. So we just heard MC5 kick out the jams, which is uh, one of my personal favorites because I do love punk rock and I love that sort of proto-punk era of the late 60s and early 70s. Their claim to fame was performing this song outside of the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Yeah, actually, this this was recorded on Halloween night in 1968 in in Detroit. And such a great song. I I've heard it so many covered so many times. I know, uh, Rage Against the Machine covers it in the in the Renegades album. You know, the album they did with uh, that's all covers. And uh, gosh, even today, I was listening to uh, Jeff Buckley. Oh, wow! Covered it. Yeah, there is a there is a live recording of Jeff Buckley like it's like live at Columbia Records or something where he covers the jams and I don't know it's just such a banger it just kind of moves for me I just can't it's like two and a half minutes of frantic just general freaking out and I am obsessed with it yeah I was listening to to the rage cover of it and in the rage cover it's actually slower and mellower and you can't really say that right when, when rage, rage against, against the, the machine, machine it's the mellower version <laughs> Uh, you know you're in for, 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 for a ride. All right, so back to Maiden. You have taken your son to go see Maiden, right? Yes, he's seen Maiden twice. Uh, we saw them actually when they stopped in, in Lincoln a couple of years ago for the Book of Souls tour. And then we saw the uh, Legacy of the Beast tour with him in St. Paul, Minnesota. And then I've seen him a couple of times myself without my nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know. You've got to have Maiden with your children yeah. and without your children. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Solo Maiden time is important. Yes, yes. What got you into Iron Maiden? Oh gosh, I mean, they're the, the you know the the puppets and in, in the show. You know, no one puts on a show like those dudes. Uh, they obviously with with this particular track, the Trooper. They've been playing it in just about every single live show since since '83. This came out in the in the Peace of Mind album, which is the year I was born. They tour the world over, and during this song, you know, Bruce comes out and he wears the red coat. You know, he, he waves the Union Jack in India and in Argentina, you know, my home country, and, and people are okay with it, you know, where, where most places, you know, they, they kind of have a bad history with, you know, with England. Right. And I wouldn't say he gets away with it, but people are okay with it. So, because, you know, they know what they represent. Obviously, uh, the trooper, you know, it's the story of the charge of the light brigade. Uh, which is a, you know, a battle, uh, I believe, in the Crimean Peninsula is between England and Russia. So that you know, that's kind of the, the story behind behind the trooper. What is that puppet? They have like a mascot. His name is Eddie. Eddie the Head. Okay. And he's been in the cover of every album, every I think it's 15 studio albums, and gosh, they have a ton of live albums. Uh, live after death, 1985. That's. Uh, you no, know, right after the you know the big three albums that from Maiden, uh, right after Bruce Dickinson joined the band, Live After Death came out right after that. So you know, so, um, the Number of the Beast, uh, Power Slave, and Peace of Mind, those three albums back to back to back, and then Live After Death. So it has a, a ton of great tunes from from those three albums. Let's do the Trooper. This is from Live After Death from Iron Maiden on the mixtape on 90.3 KRN. Been a long time since we saw you. The last time was on the Peace of Mind album and tour, I think, down here in Long Beach Arena. Gonna do a song for you now, that album. The song's called The Trooper!
KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. I'm Casey. I'm here with Santi Murtaugh, who is the VP of Technology at Open Doors and uh, a self-proclaimed metalhead, also a me-proclaimed metalhead. Uh, and we are talking about quintessential live albums and tracks from those albums. We played uh, a bunch of awesome 70s bangers today, frankly. We had the MC5, The Who, uh, Kiss, Motorhead, Jimi Hendrix, all kinds of fantastic stuff. Uh, you just heard Thin Lizzy Jailbreak from Live and Dangerous. What do you think about Thin Lizzy? A lot of people know the boys are back in town. Yeah, obviously everyone everyone loves that song. You know, it, there were the I didn't know much about Thin Lizzy. We took a trip to to, to Ireland, you know, where Thin Lizzy's from, uh, back in uh, oh gosh, probably about fifteen years ago. And so Phil Lino has a statue in Dublin, and I was like, oh, who's that dude? You know, just a super cool dude there. And you know, I looked him up, and then uh, you know, reading up on them, and Gary Moore, who was a guitar player, I really enjoyed. Uh, it turns out that he was also part of the band for for a handful of years, uh, and uh, Jailbreak such a good song. It was such a fun riff to play and to and to listen to. Uh, the, the the lyrics have always intrigued me because you know the, it goes you know there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in this town, and uh, it, it's probably going to be at the jail. Right, like how many jails yeah, does this town how many have? Jailbreaks could we possibly have, and where is it going to be? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, great tune, great riff. Uh, such a such a good live band. Full line full line it sounds great. Uh, obviously again another one of the the artists that you know there's been a lot of early deaths here you know between Phil and uh, Hendrix obviously and uh, Keith, Keith Moon. Moon yeah but, that's rock yeah. music for you yeah yeah we did a grunge episode a few weeks ago and it was crazy how many of those people have passed away I mean we think of like Kurt Cobain but there's so many more. Actually, this list is doing a lot better than that one in terms yeah, of no uh, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, living members. And most of these bands are from a lot longer ago. So let's move to Canada to talk about Rush, a much loved and also much maligned three piece. Getty Lee, Alex, Neil Peart, who uh, unfortunately passed a few months ago. People love or hate Rush. And the ones that hate it are wrong. <laughs> Gosh, they're such a good band. I've seen, I got a chance to see Rush a couple of times live. Such an incredible three-piece. They sound like there's, you know, like 12 guys on stage. Well, there are uh, there were enough drums for at least three yes, drummers. Yeah, so it's an entire drum corps. Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, one of the, 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 the forefathers of prog rock, if you will, along with Yes and, and, and those other bands. And, you know, like I said, Neil recently passed away. You know, and everyone just coming out and saying, oh, God, you know, like he was the guy when you talk about who the best drummer is. Well, and yeah, same with this... Getty Lee when you're talking about bass players. You can't talk oh, about sure. bass players without talking about Getty Lee. And, and Getty was unique as well, his his style of play. And, you know, he, he kind of played with his nail, using his nails as a pick. So it's a very, very unique sound. It's very hard to replicate. Getty was for sure one of the reasons I started playing bass, but very quickly had to learn someone else's songs. Because right. it was impossible to sound like Getty. Rush is impossible that way. So <laughs> this song is The Spirit of the Radio. It's from Exit Stage Left, which is their second live album. It's a double album. Came out in early 80s. 81, 82, something like that? 1980, I believe. It was recorded in 1980. Okay, awesome. So Spirit of the Radio, here's Rush. It's the mixtape. Essential live albums on 90.3 KRNU.
mixtape has been essential live albums uh, don't forget you can find the spotify playlist on our twitter at to the mixtape care and you santi you and i kind of we text back and forth about what bands should be on this and you had cheap trick i want you to want me which is what people just heard and you had a concern that it didn't seem to fit with the rest of the list that's right here you're calling me out like the rest of all the songs that we have are just you know super grindy super raw songs uh, and, and this one just stood out a little bit because, you know, when you hear Cheap Trick, even if you hear it on the radio, this is what you hear. You, you hear the live version. You know, you hear the, when uh, I think it's uh, Rick Nielsen that introduces it, he goes, I want you to want me. And then you hear all the screaming from the crowd. Ah! Yep. Uh, you know, that, that, that's the one, right? And, and they just sound so good. They sound so refined uh, compared to, you know, say the MC5 or, or Motorhead. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, it, it speaks volumes of the band and how good they were that they could go on stage and, uh, and play so well, play so accurately. So, so, so close to the original recordings. Well, and the reason I said then, and I'm so glad that we kept it in is because very rarely is a live track, the radio hit. 
because a lot of times the live track is longer. Um, radio stations didn't necessarily want a bunch of crowd noise. It's hard to talk into and up the ramp. It's from a from a DJ perspective, uh, the live tracks were the hardest ones, and so radio stations didn't always want to play those. And the fact that Cheap Trick has "I Want You to Want Me" the live version as their biggest single. We're not going to talk about the flame. We're, we're going with this one. We're going with this one. <laughs> right. This, yeah. this is the hit. But I think that that speaks, like you said, to the tightness of the band, to how great the band is. Um, and it's at the Budokan, which I think Budokan is a really interesting story in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, such an iconic stadium, you know, and, and I think they, they made the venue iconic because of this album, you know, a ton of other bands have come through and had, you know, Live at the Budokan album. So they wanted to record there just because of what Cheap Trick did during their first visit. I think this was 1978. Yeah, that's right, 78. Yeah. And Budokan was originally built uh, for the 64 Summer Olympics. Yeah, compared to other Olympic venues, you know, that they're all abandoned. So if this can <laughs> turn into kind of an iconic concert venue, so be it. I went through this playlist and listened to it again this morning, front to back, and every song is so great. And uh, I really, I think you did a super nice job picking tracks that are iconic and fantastic to listen to, but also are not always the hits that we hear. I mean, they're not the songs that we hear all the time from all these bands. So kudos to you, friend. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the chance to, to do this. It's a lot of fun. You can find the Spotify playlist on Twitter at the mixtape KRNU. Please check it out there. And then, of course, next Sunday, we will have a new mixtape for you. I'll talk to you then. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio Clash on Pirates Alive. Orbiting your living room. Cashing in the bill of-